of you guys were here yesterday? A lot of you guys. How many of you went out and, and got into some good conversations? Garth over here definitely did, and his wife. They got to see some people trust Christ. That was kind of exciting. But how many of you went for probably your first or second time? That was one of the first times you've actually gone and taken the initiative to get into conversations with people you've never met. Any of you? Really? Really? Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that is so good. Wow, well, it was a good time. So if, if you missed yesterday, we went through some tools, and we learned about how to use some tools that are really good. And today we're not going to go through that again. We're going to go through some different stuff. So if you want to learn how to use those tools and you weren't here yesterday, then pair up with somebody that was here yesterday. Because we'll still be using this little tool called the Knowing God Personally booklet, or the Know God Personally booklet. And uh, But we're not going to go through the training on that today. So if you weren't here yesterday, just make sure you're with somebody that was here yesterday. It's pretty simple. But today we're going to be going through actually some methods or some ways of navigating through conversations in such a way that you can bring Christ into any conversation with confidence. How many of you have found that it is a little uncomfortable at times to bring Christ into a conversation just as you're speaking? Haven't we all felt that? (laughs) I have felt that fear maybe, that initial fear. Yeah, you guys can start passing those notes out. And you're going to want to switch to the third page actually. So it's the first, it's the front of the second page. But on there, you'll see where it says Workshop Day 2. And that is where we're going to be for today. Alright. Now, I wanted to start out, we shared a lot of scripture yesterday about about God's heart for the lost. I wanted to repeat these stats because it doesn't hurt to hear them again if you were here yesterday. And if you weren't here yesterday, you got to hear this. But every day, 260,000 people hear the gospel. Basically, that means somebody, like, what's your name? Keely, it means somebody like Keely walks up and shares the gospel with somebody. That's one out of the 260,000 times a day. Now, every day, about 174,000 people are coming to trust Christ. That's exciting. That is way exciting. You've probably heard that Islam is the fastest growing religion and things, you know, we hear that kind of thrown around. It's not true at all. <laughs> um, by far, more, more people are trusting Christ every day than any other religion or worldview or anything like that. And that makes sense, because God is drawing every man to himself, and he is inspiring believers through his Holy Spirit all over this planet to share their faith. So we could expect that, right? But the, the media probably are not too keen on sharing that with everybody, and, and it's maybe not known by them either. Again, beyond those stats, you're here to win whatever community you're from. Acts 17, 26 through 27, God says that he put you where he put you so that men would seek him and find him. That's the whole reason you're there. Right? It's, it's, you're not there to enjoy Durango. We're from Durango. Garth is from Durango. Garth and I are not there just to enjoy snowboarding in Durango. Even though that's the reason I moved there. <laughs> I'll be honest. That's my ulterior motive. But we're there to see Durango one for Jesus, right? That's why he put us in that town. And I'm going to share Matthew 9.37. Jesus told us that the harvest is ripe. In other words, the people all around us are hungry. They are interested. They are searching, even if they don't know it. They might tell you to your face, I am not interested. That's fine. They might think that. Jesus said they are. They just don't know it yet. And you know they are because they're searching in a million different places, and not, and they're coming up empty. And eventually, they're going to find Christ. I'll, I'll share a quick example about that. We met a guy, about. it's been about four years now. His name was Anders. 
Okay? I share Christ with him. I took you, you students from Fort Lewis have heard of Ronnie. Ronnie was a guy I was discipling at the time. I said, Ronnie, let's go share our faith with this guy over here. And so we shared with him. And he said, I'm not interested. I don't want to hear it. So we said, that's great. Thanks for talking with us. A friendship developed out of that, though. We went hunting together. We, we went snowboarding together. We did a lot of stuff together. About a year later, he called me up, or actually he Facebooked me, and he said, Nate, could we get together sometime and talk about the Bible? I said, is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> you bet we could. We could definitely get together and talk about the Bible. And so we got together, and he ended up putting his trust in Christ right then and there. And then he ended up sharing his faith with everybody in his sphere of influence. And he ended up being a roommate with a guy that we'd been sharing with who had told me, don't try to shove Christ down my throat. <laughs> okay? And then we ended up being friends with that guy too. And um, this is kind of exciting because that second guy came up to me and goes, are you talking to my roommate about Jesus? I said, I sure am. He says, he says what are you guys talking about? I said, just ask your roommate. <laughs> so he got to even share with this friend that was kind of hostile to Christ. And this guy now is very open to hearing about Christ. He's Thai, for some of you. Some of you guys know him. Leah knows him. Aaron knows him. Anyway, he's very open to Christ. So I wanted to just say, they're hungry whether they know it or not. The harvest is ripe whether the, har- whether the harvest knows that or not. It's the laborers that are few. And that's the problem. The problem isn't with the harvest, but it's with the laborers, right? And so that's what we're here for today, is we're learning how to be laborers in the harvest and how to be harvesters in the way God has called us to. I want to share a couple verses that I didn't share yesterday. One of those is the end of Romans in chapter 16. We could actually go there because this is a good verse. It's chapter or verse 26. I left my Bible and my iPod isn't working. Does anybody have a Bible here? Mikkel, could you read Romans 16, 26? <laughs> All right, Leah, do it. Bold and loud. Say something, 
and it's not necessarily so easy. It can be difficult. The first sound barrier, and you can write this down, is meeting someone and getting into a, just a regular conversation with them. Got that? It's just meeting somebody out of the blue. Walking up, saying, who are you? Where are you from? I don't know, any of this type of stuff. But meeting somebody and getting into a normal conversation with them. How can you guys do that in a natural way? What are some ideas? You guys think? Anybody have an idea? Okay, what is it? You start asking some questions, right? Why, why did that facilitate this conversation right off the bat? Why, did, why is it that, that questions are so important, do you think? Because they have an answer. Yeah. And, okay, let's say you're on the receiving end. If, if somebody's asking you questions, what does that tell you about that person? Are, they're interested in you. Do you think they're friendly or unfriendly? Friendly. They're friendly. Do you think they're caring or uncaring? Caring, right? So what happens when you meet somebody that you've never met before and you start asking them those kinds of questions? You instantly establish a rapport. They think, wow, in this society where nobody likes to listen, you listen. And when nobody cares about each other, you care. You know, you're asking me where I'm from and what I do and why I do it and what my hobbies are. Jim is great at this. Jim Stump goes to my church. He's the most friendly guy I think I've ever met in my life. Jim, I, I didn't get a hug. Did, or I did get a hug. Good, yes. I was going to say, every Sunday, the highlight of my morning is getting a hug from Jim. You guys should all experience that today before you leave. It, it's awesome. That's the, the freebie with the workshop is Jim will give you a huge hug. But no, asking questions is, is so important, guys. Jim is a great example of that. But it's a way to get conversations going naturally and establishing some rapport with somebody. So, the kinds of questions that you ask at first, we're going to call what questions. You can write that down. Because you're trying to find out information about that person. If Austin walks up to some guy he's never met before and says, did you know that there's a hell, and if you don't know Jesus, you're probably going there. What's the first thing that that guy thinks? There could be, who knows, but that was weird. <laughs> and I don't want to talk to Austin again, right? That I'm not saying that if God puts it on your heart to be extremely bold with somebody, you shouldn't do that. That's between you and God. But typically, it's going to be an awkward situation. But if you walk up to somebody, and just Julian did this with a lady the other day in Durango. He just asked her, what, what are you doing with all these sheets? She said, I'm washing them for the hotel I work for. It was a simple question that helped him meet somebody and establish a conversation and start learning about her, right? So think about that, guys. Think about asking what questions. Asking, what do you do for a living? Where are you from? I guess in that what category you could toss in other questions like where and how. I don't know. But questions that would give you information about that person. Does that make sense? What's your name? That's a real simple one, right? Okay, so we're going to do a, a little activity, and it's going to be to come up with a few conversational questions that you could use to meet somebody new. You're going to think about that for about two minutes right now, and write them down on your paper. You should have some, some spots on there. Just think about some questions that you could ask. They could either be creative and new, or they could be simple and questions that you've used a million times. It's good, though, to have in your mind an idea of what you would ask, instead of running into somebody and thinking, wow, Nate said to ask questions. 
I wish I had a question to ask. <laughs> I'll give you some examples. If you're in a coffee shop, you could ask, excuse me, what's good on this menu? What's your favorite drink, right? You could ask somebody, gosh, have you seen what's going on down in the Gulf? Can't believe they haven't stopped that leak yet, right? You could come up with something from the news. You could come up from something in town, some local situation that's going on. So think about a few that you'd like to use. You guys getting some? Ooh, so... that will get you through that first sound barrier of meeting somebody and getting to know them. So let's hear some of them. Who would like to share a question? Okay. Rodrigo. Okay. Any questions there? Where are you from? Yeah. Okay. What else? Say hello. Uh-huh. That's... Huge and friendly. Okay, over here. Yeah. What do you do for a living? How do you do that? You're that's as soon as you start asking somebody, how do you do that? Why do you do that? Are you passionate about that? Uh, you're finding out a lot about them, and they're probably going to be feeling like very important in your eyes. They feel like you're like, like you see them as important enough to ask about what they do for a living. Okay. What else, guys? What time is it? Oh, gosh, that's great. That's super easy, super simple. Could all of you guys ask a random person you've never met what time it is? Pretty easy. Jim could do that. <laughs> what if you're wearing a watch? Yeah, put the watch in your pocket. <laughs> What's that, Julian? Yeah, that doesn't work here. <laughs> it does. Julian tricks people. He's from out of the country, so he'll say, do you speak English? And, and it shocks them. They don't know what to say. Hey, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you, buddy. Okay, one minute. We're going to get back to you, Jim. But back here, one of you guys, I saw a hand a minute ago. Are you a fisherman? All right. There you go. Wait. All right, get back to Jim and then to Jake. Jim. The t-shirt sparked the conversation. I didn't have to say anything. That is a great, great, great idea. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You're in a conversation. That brings up another idea of tools you guys can use. Go to our, on the front of the notes, on the first page, you're going to see our website and blog. And on our blog, please at least check it out, follow it if it looks interesting. But Austin and I are going to be giving different ideas every day or two on how to share your faith. And then from there, we're going to do it ourselves and then report on what happened, tell you guys what happened. So you're going to get ideas and encouragement, hopefully. But an idea, that's a simple idea of something you could do. If it's casual Friday, wear, wear a Christian t-shirt to work, right? These guys live offensively, have some very interesting t-shirts that will spark some conversations for sure. That's a great idea. And then some questions afterwards to follow up on that. Okay, Jake, I think, let's end with your question. Oh, and then Joseph. Jim, Jake, Joseph. I was just going to say, what kind of music do you listen to? What kind of music do you listen to? 
That's super cool. You're asking them about their tastes and their interests. Okay, Joseph, are you from around here? You live here. Yeah, this is real quick. This is real easy, guys. And the second you start asking questions like that, you can start asking more questions based on their answers, right? Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Montrose. Really? That's cool. Have you lived there all your life? No, I just moved there from Detroit. I, I, this just happened with Marcos, who's working up here. Oh, why did you move here? The economy there is bad. That's interesting. Is it better for you down here? See, the conversation just starts naturally progressing as you just ask questions and then ask questions based on their questions and then ask questions based on those questions, right? So it's a very simple and non-threatening way to start getting this conversation going and it, and it eliminates this first barrier where we could naturally sense fear, right? It just does away with it. Okay, we're going to go to the second sound barrier. Follow along on your notes. And that is moving from a natural conversation. You're talking about being from Montrose, let's say. Or you're talking about what kind of music somebody listens to. How are you going to transition into a spiritual conversation? Does that make sense? How are you going to get there? Because if you want to share Christ in a non-threatening way, in a natural way in this conversation, you want to find a way that you could ask a transition question that would bring Christ into that, um, that conversation. You know what? I think I skipped activity number one. I did. So we're going to do this because it kind of relates. As you're thinking about conversations that you already have, because it, it's probably very likely that, that the topics you talk about are going to end up coming up in conversations. So as we're thinking of this transitioning from a natural topic into a spiritual topic, first of all, go back to activity one and write out what you're already talking about. Can you guys do that? We, I have about 32 topics there. you see that? You guys all see that on there? There are about 32 topics. So check which ones you already talked about. If it's something different, do it on the other. Just real quickly, look through that list and hit three or four or five. It's kind of your call. Conversation topics in that list? I guess I could word that differently. Are any of your major conversation topics not in that list? What's that? Star Trek wasn't on there. Star Trek wasn't on there. <laughs> wow. Leah gets passionate about Star Trek. We know. Any of them? They all have them? Alright, great. Now, I shared this verse yesterday, and this is just between you and God. If you didn't mark this, you don't have to show anybody. I hope that you check Jesus on that list. <laughs> um, we shared yesterday that Matthew twelve thirty four says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? And I know that this, for me, is challenging. When I look at my conversation and I realize I'm not talking about Jesus, I have to wonder how much I really love Him. I'm not saying that I should live in any kind of judgment or anything like that, you know? But I am saying that it helps me to analyze where I'm at with God by seeing how much I'm really talking about Him. And you want to hear something that's kind of scary for me and something that kind of shocked me a lot when I did this. I, as I analyze my own conversation, I think I talk more about ministry than I do about Jesus. 
And I started to wonder, do I love ministry more than I love Jesus, you know? And that even, that really, really hit me hard. And I, I got to this point of saying, God, I want, I want you to be my number one love and focus. And for all, all the rest of this evangelism to come out of that part, right? That's where it has to come from. Okay, so now that you've done that, we're going to go back to uh, activity number three, okay? And we're going to try and come up with some conversation or some, some questions that would move from those topics you're already talking about into the gospel. Okay, the second sound barrier, I should say, into spiritual conversations. I'm going to give you an example of one that I would use, okay? And it is baseball. I love baseball. Yesterday I had my St. Louis Cardinals hat on. Today I don't. Uh, it's in the car. But anyway, I love the Cardinals. And for any of you guys that want a prize, I'm going to... I'm going to give away this. Who would like this Rockies hat? Okay, I can't give that away. Austin's trying to convert me to the Rockies, but I'm a Cardinal fan. Okay, but anyway, I love the Cardinals. That's something I talk a lot about. My dad and I, my dad's back there, we talk about St. Louis and baseball pretty much every day. But here's the deal. If I'm talking about the Cardinals with somebody, or baseball or sports, I can easily transition to, the, to a spiritual conversation by saying... I love the Cardinals, and I really like Albert Pujols. We were telling you about him last night. He's great. He's one of the most awesome baseball players in the history of baseball. He's amazing. But I respect him for more than that. I respect him because he's very outspoken about his faith. Okay? Every time he hits a home, a home run, he's pointing to, to, to God. And every time he gets interviewed, almost, he's mentioning Jesus Christ. I can say, so I love his, his abilities on the field, but I respect him for more than that. And what about you? Where are you at with faith and, and Christianity and all that sort of stuff? See, we've instantly transitioned into a spiritual conversation by asking them questions that came out of a conversation topic that I find myself talking about quite often. So look at your topics, okay? And take about five minutes, maybe less, and just think through what are some questions that I could ask to get from that topic to a spiritual topic. You don't have to get to the gospel necessarily, but how would I bring up a spiritual topic from that topic? Does that make sense? You guys kind of got it? Okay, so take a few minutes. If you need help trying to think through some questions, raise your hand, and we will find somebody that can help you out. Some music. Ooh. So as you're thinking, I'll kind of... I'll, I'll talk with Jake here. You guys can listen. Well, how could you do? How could you transition to a spiritual conversation from music? It's a super easy way to transition into a spiritual conversation from a conversation you're already having about music. So you guys think it through some questions from your topics? Anybody getting anything in? Over here?
thing. He is so godly. <laughs> I think anybody you share that with is going to go, tell me more. All I see is pain and divorce. You know? And how has being godly made you guys happily married? That's a great conversation topic. Share that at work. I promise you people at work are going to want to know more. Because before we went into full-time ministry, at my old job, I was the air quality specialist for uh, the Southern Ute Tribe. And every week, people maligned their spouses daily at work. And I would say, I love my wife. That's my wife about to change the diaper in the truck there. It's my father-in-law's truck. So, Roger, your truck is about to get diaperized. Yeah, not good. But anyway, guys, uh, that's a great conversation topic and in a way that you could ask a simple question that would transition into a spiritual topic where you're asking them again more questions about where they're coming from. Okay, what are some other questions you guys came up with? Rodrigo? The, the father or the son or what's that? And Elisa. I think it was N something. You guys have any? Are over here? Do you guys have any? Politics. Sweet. Did you guys all hear that? Politics, the economy, everything is such a mess. If I didn't have God, I don't, you know, I don't know what I would do. It'd be hard. See how simple that was? You think the other person is going to go, oh my gosh, I'm so offended you talked about God. <laughs> no. They're going to probably say, I am scared out of my mind of losing my job, and you have peace. Tell me more. Okay? Tell me more. I don't know. It's a really good topic, a really good conversational question, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to get you into a spiritual conversation nine out of ten times. Okay, what are some other ones? Any other ones? Right here, Tim. Well, uh, for some reason, people don't just be on
So you guys have any other good questions from topics that you already have? Austin? Well, this is kind of like a, kind of like a blanket of your ideas, but when you ask people what question, a lot of times they'll ask you the same question back. So if We're going to get there. Interestingly, like involved with God, yeah. like if you just went on a mission trip, you know, you ask somebody, hey, have you ever traveled, or have you traveled mm-hmm. this summer? Well, they might just ask you right back, well, have you traveled this summer? Yeah. They might say, well, by a matter of fact, I was in so-and-so doing a mission trip. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, just questions like, or even what do you do, or
pretty simple. Yeah. Um, it'd be real easy to start asking them if they've ever heard of this guy. Have you ever heard of Michael W. Smith? I really like Michael W. Smith. He's a, he's great. This person, whether if they know he's a Christian, they're going to say, yeah, I've heard of him. Ba-da-da-da-da. Or somebody might say, no, I've never even heard of him. What, what, who is he? Or whatever. Skill. It'll be kind of like your music one. Gosh. So you already had that. We used to do this when we did training with college students about how to share their faith in our cross-training classes. We would give them the most random topics you can imagine and have them think through creative ways to get to the gospel from those random topics. Like, take that F-150 truck. Anybody want to try that? No, 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 don't take the truck. Take that as an example. How can you get to the gospel from that F-150 truck? He's going in the right direction. What were you going to say, Austin? Uh, it's, it's, kind of, well, it's kind of a personal thing. I, I think I was thinking through contextualizing it to a story, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I, I try to link it that with somebody's truck that I was talking to. You know, I'd say, man, how do you like your Ford truck? And they'd say, oh, I love it. And I'm just waiting for them to ask me a question because I have a Ford truck that somebody gave me. You know, because they just thought they didn't need it anymore. They gave me a little red. It's real crappy. 1989 Ford Ranger, and it runs so well. And I get glory to God every day I drive that. Yeah. And it's just like, I get to share a testimony of you know, how God's actually given me a red Ford pickup truck. And I use it every day, and I thank you for it every day. And it keeps running, and I don't even know how many thousand miles it has on it. You know, I just keep rolling. You don't look. <laughs> you just I'm just saying I can get in my face. to a story like that in my own life. Yeah. So, I'm, just saying, I'm trying to contextualize things like that. Yeah. So those are some good examples. I think that you guys, oh, what, what's that, Juliana? to be thinking like this. How can I bring God into this conversation? How can I bring... You know, one of the best ways you can be doing this is look at the person. Look, look at them. Are they wearing jewelry? Do they have a cross? You could ask the person, what does that mean to you? That, that cross that you're wearing around your neck. And you could, you could look at somebody... Once we were in Romania and I had a video camera, another guy had a video camera, I walked up to him and I said, can we compare video cameras? I just want to look at them because they look really similar. And that started a conversation that then got into the gospel and we got to share Christ with the guy. So anyway, we're going to go to activity number five, which should probably say four on your handouts. I am sorry. And what we want to do is I want you guys to try this, okay? So you're going to meet somebody new in this room. You're going to get up and you're going to meet somebody that you've never met before. Right? Jesse can't do this with Rhonda. You guys know each other. You're going to meet somebody new and you're going to ask them... Just some what questions about them and get to know them a little bit. And then you're going to ask some of your transition topic questions that will go into a spiritual conversation and, and find out a little bit about each other. So take about five minutes to do this. This is going to help you kind of like make sense of all this. And then we're going to, we're going to finish up in just a minute after that. So go for it.
an opportunity to trust God and take a risk and experience adventure. That's what God created us for, right? Why do people love extreme sports? I snowboard. Gosh, I'm a lot better in Austin. No. We always go back and forth teasing each other about that. But our friendship started snowboarding. That's that's how we got to know each other. We loved snowboarding. We loved building jumps that we were scared out of our mind to jump off. Because there was some fear there. And every time we did it, oh my gosh, there was a lot of joy that came out of that. A lot of happiness, I should say. But that's the same with evangelism. When we sense that fear and take that step, it's as much fun as you're having now. But I think even more. Because when you're sharing the good news with somebody that needs to hear it, you can tangibly feel God's Spirit working through you. You can feel God speaking through your mouth to somebody that needs to hear that. And that is one of the most exciting things I have ever experienced in my life. Wouldn't you agree, Justin? Justin says yes. Wouldn't you agree, Brandon? Gosh, you should keep... Brandon loves sharing his faith so much. He came down to our discipleship time one day. And we ended up sharing our faith. And then he comes back later that day. He goes, Nate, I want to go fishing. This is when all the runoff is happening. I say, it's not a good day for that, Brandon. You know, I'm in the middle of an appointment up here. And the lakes and the rivers are all muddy and dirty and, and snowy and all that stuff. He goes, no, Nate, fishing for men. <laughs> so, anyway, that why would Brandon say something like that? Why? Because there's awesome adventure in sharing the good news with people that desire to hear it. So as much fun as you're just having, that's just a glimpse of, of the fun that you will have sharing your faith. Okay, I wanted to mention leading questions. This is going from a spiritual conversation to the gospel. And I really like to use leading questions, like kind of like Austin was talking about. Here's an example of a leading question. You could easily ask somebody next, next week at work, and in fact, this will be a challenge to you. I hope you do this next week at work. Ask somebody, what did you do last weekend? That's simple, right? You probably already asked that every week at work. Unless you're, I don't know, in ministry or in some field of work where, where you're not in an office setting. I don't know. But you could ask that. Garth, you could ask that at Prudential next week. What did you guys do last weekend? Oh, went to the lake, went fishing. That's awesome. What about you, Garth? See, it's a leading question because the second you ask it, they almost feel compelled by rules of engagement in American society to ask you again so that they don't look stupid. They're going to ask you, yeah, what did you do? Oh, me? I went to this Christian concert with 12,000 people. Listen to all these great bands. Right there, he's gotten into a spiritual conversation that that has brought Jesus Christ specifically up. You're not just talking about spirituality. You're talking about Christ, right? You guys, I used to do this all the time when I was in college. I would ask people, wait, I'd go to the hot tub almost every night at our apartments, and I'd sit in there and I'd just wait for somebody to show up at the hot tub. Austin and I have done this many times today. As soon as they come in, I'd say, start talking to them, and I'd ask, so, uh, where are you from? Did you grow up here, or are you just in college here? And usually they'd say something, and then they'd say, what about you? Where are you from? And I'd say, I grew up in missionary kid all over the planet. I'd just sit there and wait. Probably nine out of ten times they go, are you a Mormon? Or what do you, what kind of missionary, right? Instantly, I can say no. <laughs> My whole perspective is I can share the gospel right there. Because they're asking me, what kind of missionary are you, right? You could do this any weekend. What did you do last weekend? Blah, 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 blah. What did you do last weekend? I went to church. Really? Church? I haven't been since I was 12. What kind of church do you go to? See how simple that is? You're just thinking up leading questions like Austin was talking about that lead to the gospel specifically. And then you're asking those intentionally so that you'll go towards the gospel.
loud, huh? Okay, so we are going to finish up in just a minute. Okay, now here is the next one, and we're not going to do this activity. I don't know if, I, don't, I think I nixed it off those notes. But I want to share a transition question from a spiritual conversation to the gospel. You could try and come up with some other ones, but there's one that many of us in this room have found works every time. Let's say you're talking about some kind of spirituality. Okay, what, what's your name again? I met you just a minute ago. Ben? Okay, Ben. Let's say you're talking about, I don't know, Gandhi. Somebody says, you know, I really like Gandhi. Gandhi's awesome. He was so And then they say, what do you think? Right? You could easily use a very simple question that every single time could go straight back to the gospel. And here's the question. You can simply say, you can answer their question first, so you don't sound like a jerk. You can say, oh yeah, I think he was a neat guy. I haven't studied a ton about him. I don't know. That's probably what I'd say. I hear some good stuff about him, but I'm not sure. But I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, and I could ask them, this is the question. It'll get you into the gospel every time. What's been your experience with Christianity? Some of you asked that on that survey yesterday. And if somebody says, I don't know what you mean by experience, say background. What's been your background with Christianity? You're asking them to tell you what it's been. And you might have somebody that says, man, I was born and raised a Christian. That's great. Okay, great. That that just got you where you what you needed to know. But what if they tell you, I got hurt by the church, or I've never been to church. We talked to somebody last week who said, I've never even been to church. I don't know anything about Christianity. Right? That question from a spiritual conversation brings you directly into the gospel every single time. Where you can say, you can use a tool then and say, wow, do you have a minute where I could share with you what, what Christianity is all about? I got this knowing God personally booklet. <laughs> do you have a minute where I could tell you about what Jesus offers you in a personal way? You don't have to use this tool. You could also just do this conversationally. But if you feel like you need a tool, this is a good one. And we have a lot of these today that you can take home with you. You can load up. Right, Austin? that cool? You can take like 10 or 20, whatever you think you might need. All right? So that's kind of crossing the four sound barriers. Remember what they are. Number one is just meeting somebody and starting a conversation. Number two is taking that conversation and transitioning to a spiritual conversation. Actually, those are the first three. The next one is spiritual conversation of the gospel. And the final one, we mentioned it yesterday, is actually putting the ball in their court, asking them to make a decision about Christ. Asking them to to respond to His claim. This tool, the Knowing God Personally booklet, brings them to that point of decision. But no presentation of the gospel is complete until you let them know that they have a choice to make. Because until they know that, it's all theory. But the second Tim says, yeah, Jesus did say that. And what do you think about that? Are you going to say yes to Jesus or no to Jesus? I mean, now you're putting the ball in their court and letting them know they have to respond, right? Okay, that's the fourth barrier. All right, so we're going to go through this short tool. You guys are going to use it, and then we're going to actually go out and apply it. This tool is called the solarium. I need somebody that's going to come up here and hand out these solariums. So maybe a few of you guys... And one of these. <laughs> Somebody grab those. Two of you guys. You two guys grab those. You guys. You can I just ask people to grab out there? Yeah. Okay, now here's the deal with these solariums. We want you to take these home. If, if you get them online, they're like 11 bucks. Since we bought so many of them, we got them for... Uh, 680 or something like that.
So if you want to take them home, take them home. If you have five or six or seven bucks that you want to leave with us to cover it, that's cool. But if not, don't worry about it. We want you to take it home because this is a tool you will find yourself using a lot in the future. It's a great tool. Okay. Are there enough there? I think so. So the solarium tool. What you're going to do, and in your packet, you're going to see some questions. You guys all see those? They should be on the back or on the front. There will be a card that has a list of questions. This is the first time we ever talked to this person. Okay? 
I was with Jay Savage when we did this. It was his first time doing the solarium. And I think it was the first person that we talked to that day. It's a rusted out bike, it's all falling apart. I asked, she tells, she picks this one. I said, why'd you pick that picture? She said, because I feel like my life is rusted out and broken down and it needs to be fixed and I need somebody to come and help me. Is that amazing? Um, you guys, I think that this is just a tool like any other tool, and if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to use it. But this tool, you can do with friends. You can do it with families. You can do it in a Bible study. You can do it with with your with with your relatives. You can do it with your coworkers. You can come to work someday and over lunch break say, "Hey, thought we might learn a little bit about each other. Let's look at these pictures and ask some questions." So the first question: Which picture best represents your life? Next one: Which picture would you like to represent your life? Okay. The third one, which picture describes how you view God? And if they say I'm an atheist, say which picture describes that? It's pretty simple. The next one is which picture describes your spiritual journey up to where you're at right now? How you got here, in in a spiritual sense. And the last question is which picture represents um, where you'd like your spiritual journey to go? All those questions are on there. Any of you guys could do this? And it's a super easy way to get into some very deep conversations with people you've never met before right off the bat. Isn't that cool? It's a, it's a real good tool. I hope you'd all use it. You go use it on Main Street in your town, at work, whatever. You'll find it's a lot of fun. And then have a way to share the gospel with them afterwards. When you get to the end, it's very easy to ask that transition question. What's been your experience with Christianity? Can I share with you a little bit about what I found that Jesus says? And boom, you could share something like the Knowing God Personally booklet, or you could just share your testimony, any of that stuff. That's pretty simple, right? Okay, that's all we have, but here's the deal. James 1.22, I shared it yesterday. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves, right? So if we know but don't do, we begin to believe lies. We begin to be deceived. So what we want to do is give you an opportunity to apply this today. So we're actually going to, do all of you have one of those solarium packets? pretty much everybody, we're actually going to go out and we're going to just meet some people. And I think it'd be good if you could try this at least three or four times. Just walk up to somebody, say, hey, we're doing this little picture survey. Do you have a minute? Great. My name is so-and-so. What's your name? Here it is. Which one best represents your life right now? And you're just going to go out, get into some conversations, and then be ready to see God use you. And I'm not kidding you guys. This group right here went out yesterday and at least five people trusted Christ yesterday. There were others that said that they wanted to, but they wanted to think about it a little bit more. Just because people come to a Christian concert does not mean that they are all Christians. right? So we have this awesome opportunity to go out and actually share with people today. So if you can't do it, that's fine, but I really hope you can. So what time is it right now? Is it noon yet? 11.46. So we're going to head out with these solarium packets. We're going to pray first. We're going to consciously ask the Holy Spirit to empower us and direct us and to give us God's words. And we're going to just head out of here and get into conversations and trust that He will do something great. Right? That He'll work on hearts. Is that Garth? Uh, I will, we will split up in just a minute. If, probably if you don't have a blue shirt on, partner up with somebody that does have a blue shirt on. Or something like that. Or if you're married and you want to go with your spouse, go with your spouse. If you want something that will build your marriage, do this together. Share your faith together. You're actually getting in the fight and seeing God use you as a team. It's awesome. Okay, so does everybody kind of have an idea of what's going to happen? Okay, now we want to meet back at 2. Right over here at the swings. You see these swings over here? It's about two hours from now. We'll give you a little time to get into some good conversations. But what happens in our mind when we hear stories of what happened, 
as our confidence in God grows, I start to see, you know, I went out yesterday and I talked to a, a girl out here that said she wants to trust Christ, but she's not ready to right now. She wants to think about it a little more. And she was with her two sisters who are believers. So, you know, I said, well, then you guys keep talking. You guys keep talking. That was great. But I came back and I hear Kirsten over here led four different people to Christ. Just hearing her story built my faith. <laughs> and her husband, Garth, led a guy to Christ that he challenged real hard and bold. And that story increased my faith in God. It built my faith in God. And it strengthened my confidence in Him. It made me more excited to get out there and do it today. All right? So... Please come back at 2 to the little swing area. We'll sit in the shade. We'll share some stories about conversations that we had, and it'll be a great time. And then uh, some of us are just going to keep doing this throughout the day, but we'll come back at 2 and talk about it. Are you guys cool with that? You don't have to, of course, but I'd sure love to hear what kind of stories God does in and through you this afternoon. Sound good? All right. Okay, let's pray. Let's pray. Dakota is so anxious to share his faith, he doesn't even... He's forgetting to pray. Don't ever make that mistake. We... We call it the divine order. First talk to God about people, and then talk to people about God. Okay? That's the way it goes. So let's talk right here to God about the people that we're about to meet. God, we thank you so much for the awesome opportunity that you've given us to share the good news with people that need to hear it. We thank you, God, that you could have done this on your own. You don't need us. You could have put angels in front of people's faces. You could have done it any way you wanted. But you and your awesome sovereignty chose to use us. God, it's such a privilege that we get to be workers right alongside you, and that we get to sense you working through us, God. It's such a joyful thing. So God, I pray for this afternoon that you would fill us and empower us and control us with your Holy Spirit, God. That you'd speak your words through our mouths, God, not our words. I pray that we come across as friendly and kind and compassionate, and at the same time that we boldly share the good news with people. God, we love you so much. Bless this afternoon. It's in your name we pray. Amen. And, I guess, before we finish... God, I want to thank you that, that you saved each one of us and that we have this good news to share with people because we first experienced it, God. So, uh, thank you. Amen. All right, guys. This will be good. Pair up with somebody that, that has a blue shirt on or with a spouse or with a friend.